This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Thanks for staying tuned to The Morning Run. You're listening to Keith Kam and I'm Wong Xiaoning. It has just gone past 8.37. It's Tuesday, the 6th of February. And in about 30 minutes, we have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. A little bit of a fun fact, there's also a new listing today on the Ace Market Wentel Engineering. Its IPO price was 26 cents. This is Bursa's fifth listing for the year and we are also into the fifth week of the year also dot 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 lots of coincidence coincidences there but before that let's delve into the strategies for enhancing investments through retirement funds because the employees provident fund epf also known as kumpulan wang simpanan pekerja has set the recommended minimum retirement savings at 240000 by the age of 55 while actually encouraging those in living in the cities to save up to 600 thousand ringgit but many malaysians however fall short of that amount with inadequate savings but for <clears throat> excuse me but for those fortunate few that have surplus savings with the fund have you ever considered how you can take better control of the, the, those savings and making it work for you even harder so since the key to growing one's retirement savings is really just to diversify investments well employees provident fund has a potential solution for members in the form of epf epfi invest that is an online platform that allows eligible members to invest part of their savings in selected unit trust funds and private mandate portfolios now, since its introduction in 2019, transactions totaling around 2.15 billion ringgit have been facilitated through the platform. So, how might EPFI Invest transform your retirement in journey? To delve deeper into this, we speak to Shamsul Fazil Kamaruddin, Senior Manager and Investment Strategy and Analytic Department at EPF. Good morning, Shamsul. Thanks for joining us. Now, can you Take a step back. Can you provide to us a brief overview of EPFI Invest and what motivated EPF to introduce this platform for its members? Uh, thank you for having us this morning from EPF. Let me share more about the EPF Members Investment Scheme yeah? and EPF uh, I Invest the flagship. First of all, let me share with you about the EPF Members Investment Scheme. In short, we call it MIS. It was introduced back in 1996, giving our members the opportunity to enhance their retirement savings by investing a portion of their EPF Account 1 savings into products managed by these fund management institutions appointed under the scheme. The products and the institutions undergo a stringent evaluation process. Our members can invest through agents. However, it is tedious where you know they have to meet up with the agents, involve uh, filling up the forms, thumbprints and submission submit manually. Members would also have to pay a higher initial sales charge of up to 3%. But as technology evolves, we have to change. So that's why we come up with the iInvest platform. We recognize the need for more seamless and cost-effective solutions that aligns with the digital era. That's where iInvest came into the picture. Just before the COVID pandemic, iInvest enabled members to manage their investment online, anytime, anywhere, at a significantly reduced cost with an initial sales charge cap at 0.5. It's all about making uh, investing easier and more accessible to our members. It empowers them with features to make informed investment decisions. But, but Shamsul, I, I'm kind of curious, isn't this uh, at odds with the main function of EPF being to help its members grow their retirement savings? So why does EPF want to allow its members to invest uh, with external fund managers? 
EPF members come from all walks of life and different investment preferences and risk appetite. For example, if you're willing and able to take on more risk, you may do so via the Members Investment Scheme, which offers members an option to diversify and enhance their retirement savings. The scheme offers a range of investment options via unit trust funds and individually customized portfolios. So it is not about going EPF main function, but about giving members some control and flexibility over their retirement savings. But Shamsul, to protect its members, what is the assessment process for EPF in the selection of fund managers? I mean, what is the criteria process before that fund is actually onboarded? We have guidelines that spell out the qualifying criteria for these fund management institutions and their products. The guidelines are reviewed from time to time to ensure relevancy and keep in line with industry's best practice. These are FMIs, fund management institutions, must comply with various requirements. They must be licensed by the Securities Commission and have a strong corporate governance and proven track record. They are also being audited annually to ensure that they are safe and sound and maintain compliance with EPF's requirement. Products offered by these FMIs must also comply with various requirements. Unit trust funds are evaluated prior to being onboarded. The funds are also subject to annual evaluation to ensure that they continue to qualify. And our aim is to safeguard members' best interests and protect the integrity of the scheme. So, yeah, at the end of the day, ease of access is really, really important to a lot of members. Is this EPFI invest process a simple one? Because uh, there are criteria for other types of EPF withdrawals as well. And, and who is eligible for this program? First investment under the MIS are not withdrawals. They are what we term it as transfers from EPF account one to these fund management institutions. If members sell their investment before they reach the age of 55, proceeds must be written back to their EPF account one. But withdrawals such as for education, housing and medical care are from EPF account two and are permanently released to members. Members who are eligible to participate in the MIS are those who are below 55 and have met the EPF basic savings requirement. Okay, what is basic savings? Basic savings are a predetermined level of savings that is set by EPF for each age category. For example, the basic savings for member members age 55 is set at 240,000. A member can only invest 30% of the amount that is above their basic savings. In addition, uh, there are conventional and sharia funds under the scheme. Simpanan sharia members can only invest into sharia funds. But at the same time, couldn't someone just buy these funds on their own? I mean, what is the difference if I were to use the EPFI invest process? Yes, it's true that members can invest using their own cash. However, via the iInvest platform, it offers several advantages. First, the initial sales charge on iInvest is kept at 0.5, which is much lower compared to cash investment. Secondly, members can view all their holdings and performances from various FMIs on iInvest. If you invest with multiple institutions, it can be quite hard to keep track of everything. Thirdly, iInvest also provides tool to enable members to assess, analyse and compare products information, such as fees and historical performances. Lastly, iInvest also allow members to purchase multiple funds from multiple fund management institutions in a single transaction. So this simplifies the transaction process. Finally, Shamsul, what additional investment options apart from unit trust funds are available for EPF members, of which I think at last count you have something like 14 million of them? And uh, you know, how does the platform cater to these diverse investment preferences? 
Other than unit trust funds, the scheme also offers individually customized portfolios. I'm glad to say that since October 2023, members can transact individually customized portfolio via the platform iInvest. As part of our continuing commitment towards ESG, we have also introduced ESG unit trust funds and portfolios under the scheme. To encourage participation in ESG products, we have zero-rised the initial sales charge via the iInvest platform. Transaction costs are capped at 1.5 versus 3.0 previously for transactions via agent. All right, thank you for your time. That was Shamso Fadil Kamaruddin, Senior Manager, Investment Strategy and Analytic Department at EPF. This conversation was brought to you by the Employees Provident Fund. Now, the reality is that on the ground, many Malaysians are ill-prepared for retirement. I think the statistics is very worrying. Um, in fact, the 35% of EPF members aged 54 have less than 10,000 in savings, while only 2% have over 1 million ringgit. Now, if you're one of those lucky ones which have created a buffer in your EPF savings, and you're thinking, how do I want to grow my investments? How do I diversify my assets? Then perhaps the uh, platform that EPF was talking about does prove to be useful to you because it does allow you to actually look at your investments at one go holistically rather than you know you have some unit trust here some unit trust there and you you can't really keep track and um, I mean the reality as well is that costs are definitely going up Uh, medical expenses uh, will tend to go up and as you age as well you tend to require more and more medical uh, medical services as, as, as you as you get as you get older and it's not going to be cheap. Uh, one thing that I I thought was quite uh, quite innovative of, of EPF is that they are encouraging people to uh, contribute voluntarily mm. uh, up to a hundred thousand ringgit a year. And if you look at it, I mean the kind of returns and dividends you get from EPF, which I think they will be announcing very soon. March. From what I heard in early March, that's mm. typically the time. Their their dividends, their returns tend to be a lot better than your know, regular FDs and. Again, don't forget the power of compounding interest. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, we definitely all Malaysians need to think harder and longer and to be more proactive when it comes to their uh, retirement savings. Up next, we'll be diving into the Pardon Board's decision to reduce our former Prime Minister's jail sentence and also fine with On Ken Ming. Stay tuned for that, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.